Hey, Devil fans, you're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast, and here are your hosts, Chris Cole and Dan Martin. Hey, what's up, Devil fans? Welcome to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. I'm Chris Cole, here with my host, Dan Martin, and our executive producer, Evie, who is back with us today. So what's up, guys? How's it going, Chris? It's going all right, man. How are you doing, Evie? I'm good. Did you catch the game on Monday night? Hell yeah, I did. So, uh, what'd you guys think? Devils 5-3 over the Rangers. A uh, lot to talk about in this game. You know, um, you know, we were talking in the last podcast, and you were saying, you know, I'm real curious to see how this team will um, respond if they get down two goals, you know, uh, you know just, exactly. and then three minutes in, they're down two goals. Yeah. And they just... It looked like it might be a long, scary night. I think any other devil team, it might be a long, scary night. We didn't have to wait too long for them to... Yeah, about ten minutes through the first, uh, tie it up. Uh, uh, Tartar uh, with a beautiful backhand goal over Sisirkin's shoulder. And then uh, Sharon Govich, uh, just a beautiful spin-around shot. And, uh, yeah, they tied up, scored four in a row. Uh, Don't look back. I mean, even in the third period where they took some, you know, really dumb penalties and kind of gave the Rangers a little bit of life, you kind of felt like there was really nothing to worry about. You know, you kind of felt like they had this thing locked down, and even if the Rangers, by some chance, did tie it up, it's okay. They'd just come back and score again. Now, is that just me, or did you... Feel like that. No, I definitely thought, especially after the second period too, because they had such control of the game, and um, so they, you know, they're up by two, and you know, they get that late goal. You know, I, that's the position last year. You're like, I knew it. This is how we lose, <laughs> right. and they're going to tie it, and we're going to lose. Maybe not even make it to overtime, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, the opposite feeling, which is this is well in hand. Uh, they know how to control this and the situation. And, it's kind of amazing when you think about it. It's you know, it's only been you know, what are we up to? Like almost twenty games, 24, 23, 23 games in, and you have the opposite perception of this team, as if they have been able to control games for a long time. They yeah. haven't. It, it really is the the culture uh, like yeah. we talked about in that locker room, and nothing uh, really, I think, deters this team. And even like you said, getting down the two goals three minutes in. Mm-hmm. Any other devil team, they crumble like blue cheese there, and the Rangers just rout us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know there was just no panic. There was no just we're going to play our game. And when they play their game, we said it. I, I honestly can say of all the years of hockey that I've watched, this might very well be the best five on five hockey team I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. And the Rangers kind of I, I liked watching a little bit of post game between the players and the coach and everybody they interviewed with it, and even you know the. Uh, Broadcast team because you had to watch it with MSG there, you know. Oh no, um, I watched the Devils feed. Yeah, I couldn't get that. You only got um, you only got uh, Sam yeah, Rosen and yeah. Joe Micheletti. That's terrible. Yeah, and oh. um, you know then you had Lundqvist and uh, what's his name? Is it Valcat? Is the other guy? Uh, you know, but um, they you know they of course are always you know looking at the Rangers' perspective. They couldn't help but just say, well, that is a really good team. This was a. Uh, a way for the Rangers to try to measure up against maybe the best team in the NHL. It's a little crazy, right, that the <laughs> Rangers, the one of the teams in the Final Four last year, and they have to measure up to a team that 
didn't win what twenty games last season or whatever. I mean, it is. that's what struck you me. Know, what a fast turnaround! Yeah, I mean, like we said, we talked about this. You you saw glimpses of this last year, um, right? You know, few and far between. But you did catch them if you watched every game and you watched every period. You thought, wow, you know, they could just play like this, or they can just get solid goaltending, or they can just get a few pieces here or there. This team might be something to reckon with. Well, you know, they went out and did all these things, but you know, there was like like. I'm. I was kind of expecting going into this year that okay, if they make the playoffs, this is great. And I kind of expected maybe around Thanksgiving the team to be gelling and start playing better. I had no idea the start that they were going to come out like. And it, yeah. it's been. And you know, if you are a casual hockey fan or you're you know somebody that you know, eh, hockey's all right, and you kind of want to get them into it. Yeah, what a great team to watch! Right? Watch the Devils. They are excited. They are so much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, they play such a fast game, such a pressure game, and uh, so much skilled goals. Um, the, the type of defense they play is maybe one of the most exciting because it's not you know just running a system, right? Uh, now they are not the ones trapping, and the, the system's great and works and all, especially in certain eras. But with the rule changes, the kind of defense they play is really like every player in pitching and playing good defense. And you get these one-on-one plays that are kind of exciting to watch, too. So, um, yeah, like, they're just a, a really interesting team to watch, definitely. And, every you know, every you forward. Pull for every single player. Yeah, that's it. Every forward is responsible defensively. They mm-hmm. cause turnovers anywhere on the ice. I mean, it doesn't matter which zone. They, take a, you know, they turn the puck over, and they are out into a scoring opportunity like that. Right. A couple of quick passes, and they're just... I. It's kind of scary, because I don't know... Who's going to beat this team if they are, if they stay healthy? Of course, look, I'm yeah, not I'm not anointing them the Stanley Cup right now. Sure, but if they stay healthy, and if things you know just don't fall off the rails, yeah, who the hell is going to beat these guys? No, I've been thinking like you know, okay, what are their weaknesses? Maybe that are not on the ice. In other words, like, do they have potential troubles ahead because of inexperience? Now, one of them could be like, oh, you're in a tough situation. And you don't rise to the level, and that becomes like your hangup. Well, that hasn't happened yet. No. They've been in tough situations. They keep, so it's really hard to see that happening. But maybe I'm wondering, you know, just between some of the interviews I've seen here and there, getting a little cocky, you know, maybe losing focus on, you know, taking that direction and coaching in the future. They're not doing that now. I mean, no. but, you know, so much success, you wonder if, if that becomes a problem at some point to where they're going to lose perspective on what got them there. But, you know, that's this a good is problem where, to have. And, and this is where guys in the locker room, uh, the veterans mm-hmm. and the Heishers and the Palats and the Woods have to keep these guys in check and say, hey, yeah, you know, don't have a short memory because, right. you know, last year we were a joke. Right. And, you know, and this year they, they can do something. And, you know, uh, I did think, you know, they could have been a little bit more disciplined in the third period against the Rangers. Absolutely. They took, took way too many penalties there. They were kind of just like, like trolling the Rangers and just, you know, come on, I dare you. Uh, yeah, you know, that's what happened in the Capitals and, game, too. And, he took yeah. one too many penalties that didn't need to be taken. They yeah. weren't like, oh, we got to save this goal from happening. Exactly. This guy down. No, they are just undisciplined. And, they, and the Rangers scored on one. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I know Same we're making bail check shutout on the, Yeah, it's uh, right. Uh, the Caps uh, against the Capitals. Yeah. And, yeah, I agree. They, they, they have to clean that up a little bit. But, you know, there's no glaring problems that you say is going to, you know, if this continues, it can shipwreck the season. You just right. don't see that. No, and I don't see these these little flaws becoming major faults that cost them games. No, I I, I feel this team will clean it up, yes. and this team is only going to get better. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, Evie, so you've never seen the, the Devils playing like this, right? No. So we were talking like you. The Devils have won one game in the last ten before Monday night against the Rangers, right? Yeah. So. Have you ever seen the Devils beat the Rangers? Like, really? If you think about I mean, it, how many, many games times. have you really no. seen? Like, so, so few. Enjoy this. Yeah. Enjoy this. Because it, in your lifetime, it really hasn't happened a whole lot. Yeah. Which, you know, is it's just crazy, you know? And I feel, like, think about this. Who were the final four teams uh, last year? Were Colorado and Edmonton, right, in the West, and, and the Rangers in Tampa Bay. We have yet to play the Lightning, but we have knocked off all three of those teams already. Edmonton twice. You know, uh, that's, that's yep. pretty impressive. You know, and I know there's still a ton of hockey to go, and there are a lot of uh, really good teams in the Metropolitan Division, too. And, you know, they they're still have to play, you know, the Carolinas. And, you know, I know the Atlantic has, you know, the Floridas and Tampa Bays. And, but those are conference games, and, you know, you have to get the points off of them. We haven't seen how they play against these teams. Yes. These are good seasoned veteran teams that are only going to get better throughout the year. Yeah. So, you know, like goes back to what you were saying. If there is any cockiness that might rise on this team, you know, getting, you know, a punch in the face from one of them might turn that around. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, I think um, they're going to want to, you know, use this, particularly Boston, uh, but also Tampa as their yardsticks for, like, in the conference, like, where are you at? Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I don't know right off. I know Boston is coming up. Um, yeah, they are, are amazing. at. Uh, could be a little ways, but we're getting there. I think it's in December, though. So I think yeah. we do get our first uh, Boston. And I, I don't know where that is, but they yeah, don't lose at home. Night before Christmas Eve, December 23rd. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back and back. and uh, after Christmas, the 28th. So it's a home and back. home? Home and home, but five days apart. All right, and... Well, no, they're both games. Both are at home. Both, both are games home. are in New Jersey. Yeah, we're hosting Boston twice in a row, which is weird. Yeah, that it doesn't true. happen very often. Yeah. Sure, that's right. Must've, that's you know? a, I'm just saying that seems a little strange. We, I, 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 that never happens. It's coming straight from Google. Well, then it's got to be true. Well, of course. <laughs> but uh, okay, so I mean, that's the team. They and when you have to go up to TD Garden and play, I mean, they just don't lose at home. Mm-hmm. And then, what are they? The eleven in a row. And, yeah. And the Devils are. Tied for most uh, road games. Ten, ten, right. in a, ten in a row. So maybe when we play them, it's going to be the best home team against the best road team. Could be. Uh, if everything goes well, you know, um, could very well be those records facing off against it. What an exciting game to look forward to. Quite a few games in between, right? We got Nashville tomorrow. Right. Uh, and then uh, another shot at the Flyers. I'm excited about that. It's Saturday the, night that's against important. the Flyers. Yeah. That's good. And that's in Philly. Yeah. Right? And, home. you know, one on paper, oh, you should win, but. Remember, uh, you, you dropped that first game, and, and boy, do you want to win, and hopefully they come out strong with them. Especially in that building. Mm-hmm. And Carter Hart is playing really well. I mean, he, he's a good goalie. He gives them a chance to win every night when he's in net. So, you know, they're gonna not going to be a gimme, right. no doubt. And they know there's it's a different double team coming to the building than, than the what opened the season for them. I just double-checked that, and that's right. They're both at home. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah, the 23rd and the 28th, we have Boston in New Jersey. Hmm. Now, all right, so I want to talk real quick about something from the, the Devil game. I mean, the Ranger game, rather. Sorry. So, after the first goal, Tatar's goal, yes. and I'm watching the game, and I'm on my couch, and I'm like, holy shit, are there people, like, cheering? Like, this is... Yeah. So, throughout the course of the night... You heard "Let's Go Devil" chants. You heard yeah. for now, now. Yeah. 
I did read an article that basically said that these were Ranger fans being sarcastic to the team playing like shit and giving up the lead, that there were not Maybe. many Devil fans there. Now, right. I'm curious, like, what do you think? I mean, because to me, I, I was blown away. I was like, this has never happened. Like, what is in the water in New Jersey right now that we are, you know, quarter-filling MSG against the Rangers? All the years that we watch hockey, that's never happened. I think... Uh I think it's possible it was a little bit more uh, real than they, the Ranger fans uh, would like to let on because that would be like, heartbreaking for them because they're usually the ones filling our building sure. with their fans. Um, but if anything's going to breed like new fans coming on board real fast, it's the way this team plays. Yeah. It's so exciting. And, you know, like living right here in New Jersey where we do, um, yeah, you, you see a lot of Rangers jerseys, Flyers jerseys, uh, and by the time the two combined, sometimes more than the Devil jerseys. Oh, we were. But in the last two days, I'll tell you what, I haven't seen the Ranger jerseys. I've seen the Devil's jerseys. And that's, you know, you might say, well, you live in New Jersey. That's, of course you should. Oh, no. no, you don't understand what it's like exactly. here. Exactly. It, it, we got a mix of those fans. And it's always great when you beat the Rangers because you shut their fans up, especially at home where they're right. always loud. So, you know, I we, hope we give we've it talked back. about this a million times. I'll tell the story again for anybody that might not have heard it. But back in the 80s, when the Devils would play the Rangers, John McClain, who was a you know, winger, famous winger for the Devils back in the 80s and early 90s, um, used to say in the locker room before the game started, all right, guys, let's get out there and make sure we score the first goal and get the crowd out of it. That was when they were playing the Rangers at home. Absolutely. So, you know, it's. We've been to so many hockey games and have seen the Rangers. And, you know, you go to a, 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 a fucking Devils Winnipeg game on the a Rangers Tuesday fans are there. In, in, in January, January. Exactly. and it's packed with Ranger fans. Yes. You know, it's, it's so the, if this is, and I believe it is true, I do believe that these were Ranger fans. And if anybody's listening, if you were at that game, please, unclepuckers at gmail.com, let us know yeah. if you were at this game. Uh, were there a, a big um, constituency of devil fans in the, in attendance? Because if there was, that was just, that would just be awesome. They seem to find quite a few of them quite easily with the cameras whenever the devil scored. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So they were there, they were there, I, I think. But maybe I, I want to know your experience with that. Anybody who was there at the game, because it looked to be a little different. Yeah. You know? And and how much did that? take the Rangers out of the, the moment. I mean, this they started off so hot, and then all of a sudden, it was no panic on the other side. We're just going to play our game and tie this thing up, and boom, boom, the game's tied. Rangers <laughs> have devil fans cheering like crazy in their own building, and they just blew a two-goal lead that they scored within the first three minutes, and halfway through the first period, it's tied up, and devils have all the momentum. I think they, it was funny watching the postgame. None of the Ranger personnel said, uh, oh boy, we blew our two-goal lead, and you know that was a real failure on our part. They kept saying that this team is really difficult to play against. This is a fast team. This is a skilled team. They come at you hard. And we didn't do anything play. wrong. The best they said for themselves is like, we did really try uh, to play hard, and as particularly in the third period, it wasn't a lack of effort. Which is like really saying, I mean, like, this I is know, a better team than us. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I know, I mean, Shesterkin came out and basically said, I suck, I have to play better. And those are his words, not mine. I have to play better. I played like shit, I think was the term he used. I don't think he played like shit. No. Um, you know, he's still, I, I, I'll, I'll keep saying it, he, until he's not the best goalie in the world, he's the best goalie in the world. Right. So, you know, is he having, you know, a... Listen, I think he's coming down to earth a little bit. I think last year was kind of above and beyond. Another thing we talked right. about, you know, 
If, is Chris Kreider really a 52 or 53 goal scorer, or is he a 17 or 22 goal scorer around that frame? He's always scored twenty around average 20 goals except for last year. Is Shesterkin as really as good as he is and as consistently good as he is as he was last year? If those two things don't happen alone, the Rangers are not going to be anywhere near where they were last year. And, uh, you know, no, I don't think it was from a, a lack of effort on the Rangers' side. I just think right now they're, they're you know, th- to be honest with you, this team is completely, un- that team is completely underperforming on every level, from coaching to goaltending and everything in between. They are underperforming, and they are right now out of playoff contention. If the playoffs start today, the New York Rangers are not there. Yeah. And, you know, and if you're not taking that seriously in, you know, December 1st, then you have problems. Yeah, they asked the they asked the Rangers coach, like, hey, did you think that it's going to be uh, such a battle for uh, this division, you know, at the beginning of the season? And he said, boy, I hope it's a battle because uh, if not, we're in a big trouble. Well, like, yeah. basically yeah, saying, we're on the outside right. of the end right now. And you have to be realistic about it, you know. You're going to get to a point, you know, uh, a quarter of the season left when you're counting games. Okay, 20 left, 21 left. We need 16 wins to get in. Yep. And, you know, you get there. By the time you get to the fucking playoffs, you know, you're done. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, yeah, banking these points, yes, of course teams get hot late, make the playoffs, can make a run. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm just sure. saying that, you know, you have to bank points now. And if you're right now looking in and the teams above you are – uh, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Islanders. All right, and so the Devils. And the Devils. In your yeah, division. That's just in the division, not yeah. in the conference. Right. So points-wise, if you if you had to go to the playoffs today, the Rangers are sitting at twenty-three points. Now the good news for them is that the top uh, teams, which are the Devils and the Bruins, both sitting there with thirty-eight. Oh, it's only twenty-five points difference. But you know, as the year, season goes on, with the percentage of games, that's a huge difference. Right. It's huge. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's um, sorry, uh, 15 points difference right now. But as you go forward... We have a 90-point lead in the division. Yeah, it's, but it's going to get silly <laughs> at some point if this pace continues for yeah. them. Where They're, they're going to be, like we were last year, basically out of it right. by the new year. Which so, is possible. They could be, yeah. for all intents and purposes, out of it by the end of December if a couple teams keep running away with points the way they have been. You know, it's just going to leave less and less out there for them. So... You know, so wait, that would be. So if something. we go on this record, if we if we stay on this pace for the rest of the year, we'll have what a sixty-four and sixteen record. Is that, is that right? I mean, it's it's <laughs> I mean, crazy. It's ridiculous, to say, but, but it's basically they are on that, that pace. pace. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. Well, you know, maybe you're you're uh, predicting seventy-nine to three. <laughs> yeah. You got to admit that they dropped that. Right? Yeah. Thanks. Seventy-four season. You know, that's what you're looking I'm at. I'm still. Yeah, that, that, I know. Seriously, we're gonna, we're, we're that, we're, we played that game under protest against yeah. Toronto. Is what you're saying, right? Yeah, I don't know if we accept that loss. Yeah, Evie doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't accept it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was a, a fake win for Toronto. Mm-hmm. It really was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're not counting it. No. Okay, so we have a, what another game in hand on everyone else because we didn't play that game. Right. Maybe yeah. we'll agree to disagree and we'll call our record. That's it. 73. Hey, the missing game. I do have here um, from Forbes.com where we would be, where would the playoffs start now? Who's in, who's out, who's playing who? You guys want to Yeah, start? what you right. got there? You want to start with the Western Conference or you want to? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's start with the Western Conference. Let's go, okay. What's going on out West? Well, the number, uh, the top three uh, seeds coming out of the Central would be Dallas coming in at number one, mm-hmm. Colorado, 
and Winnipeg. Yep. They have 27 points, 23 points, and 23 points, respectively. And then coming out of the Pacific, you have the Vegas Golden Knights. They have 33 points. Seattle Kraken with 25 points. They could make the playoffs. That is so awesome. Yeah, isn't that and, crazy? Yeah. Inaugural season, looking to do, hopefully, what the Golden Knights did. Except the Kraken are so much cooler than the Golden Knights. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. They are my second favorite team, I think. Much better colors, I'll tell you. That I, I just love them, and and you know those fans should be really psyched at the fact that you know if they keep going at this pace, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and right. uh, the Kings with twenty four points, they get in uh, there. And the two wild cards are the Calgary Flames and the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, Calgary, I like. I, I just I cannot stand Bennington and St. Louis. Uh, yeah. Cool. yeah, you know he loses his shit way too much. It's true, but you know. Um, they might not get the wild cards, you know. Like even from when you're reading that, if you look at the standings today, the Preds are looking like they have a shot at that wild card. Yeah, Minnesota I think Minnesota has a shot at that wild card. And um, then out of the Pacific, you know, there's some jockeying there where the Oilers actually have more points in the Flames. That's right. The Edmonton would Edmonton would be out if they started right now. Well, that's on that list. But today, like where we stand, right? So, so, so the wild cards jockeying around yeah. day to day. I'm just saying that right now that's kind of fun to look at, you know. Oh, yeah. And and even you know the Kraken with 25 points, and you know that everybody else is within four points, yeah. you know, from jumping from sixth place to second place. And very so. likely, yeah, absolutely. The teams that are looking less and less likely as days go by: Chicago, Phoenix. They're not real. Yeah, yeah they're and a horrible year. Um, you know, uh, San Jose. Yeah, they're not looking good. Um, and even Vancouver's on that bubble there. Could they come out of that hole? I don't know. I think they're going to end up trading everybody. Yeah. I think uh, Horvat and um, uh, who's the goalie, Demko? Yes. Uh, I think they're going to be gone. I and think gonna both of them use. are probably going to be commodities on that market. Because, you know, a lot of teams are going to want Absolutely. Them. Yeah, especially Demko, I believe. But yeah, Horvat's having a great year, too. But, uh, you know, so or Eastern Atlanta. Conference, yeah. where we sit right now, Atlantic Division, three teams getting in. Are Boston, Toronto, and Detroit. Mm-hmm. So 34 points, 27 points, and 24 points for Detroit in that division. Metropolitan division, of course, Devils, one. Islanders, Carolina, uh, 32 points, 26 points, 24 points. Wildcard, Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh, 23 both points each. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, that's only one point behind Carolina. It's only three points behind the Islanders. So, you know, anything could happen. I mean, the, the Devils... At 32, you know, it's going to be really hard to catch them. Right. They're going to have to really fall off or make themselves fall off. Somebody's just going to have to. Yeah, yeah, two things have to happen. They're going to have to fall off a cliff, and another team has got to get smoking hot. Right. And, you know, know, other teams could take the lead and get hot, and the Devils fall off a little bit. I could see, you know, the Islanders, uh, you know, taking the division lead. But knocking the Devils out of playoff contention, not like not likely right now. I, I agree. Even knocking the Devils out of the division lead right now is crazy. I yeah, really do. yeah. With a lot of season left to play and eight points between Isles and the Devils, you know, it's it would have to be a, a drop off yes. on the Devils' part. And that's really what we're talking about. Like, not right. to be complete and total homers, but how by the time a third period rolls around against this team, they have worn you out and smothered you to the point that you don't have anything left. 
we have not even gone to a shootout. We haven't, need, you know, we got, what, two overtimes, and they were both ended. Like, this team, every night that they're on the ice, just seems like they're on a mission, and they're having a friggin' blast doing it. Yes. And um, this is just the most fun I've had watching hockey since 2001. Yes. 2003, I'd say. It, yes. This really is so much fun to watch this team. You know, the old devil teams, you know, they were very defensive. The ones that we used to watch, very defensive. You know, Especially the first iteration yes. of them. You know, yeah, 2000, I know they scored the... They, they scored a lot. They scored the... Jason Arna years and stuff. That yeah. was fun. But for the most part, you got through two one-devil games, three three one-devil games. Mm-hmm. You know, Brodor getting 25 to 30 saves, defense playing solid, scoring a few timely goals, and that's how you won. Yes. And come playoff time, everything would get turned up to 100, and they were so much fun to watch because mm-hmm. they were so physical and they would just beat the shit out of you. And this team is the complete opposite of that and so much fun to watch just like them. Like the, the, This team is a lot of fun to watch in the regular season. The old right. devil teams, you know, unless you were diehards, right. yeah, they were kind of difficult to watch 82 times a year. Yeah, you know, there was a grind factor about it all. Right. That, that actually became a lot of fun in the playoffs because then it was just, you know, like just taking down these NHL teams that were just, you know, overhyped, right? right? And Superstars up yeah, and down the line. And absolutely just exposing them for, you know, the, the weaknesses they had. And it was it, cool and fun as I look forward to the playoffs with this team because in a totally different way, I feel like they're going to do that again. Like throughout the course of this, this season, you know that the NHL – and the NHL Associated Media is not going to drop their favorite teams. You know, they're going to be pushing them. And we're going to go into the playoffs, and then we're going to see what can happen. Um, they've gotten behind the Devils to an Very extent much. I didn't expect. But I have a hard time thinking that when push comes to shove and we're in a playoff series, Devils against Tampa, Devils against Toronto, any, Toronto especially. Any of these teams, um, you know, I think you have another chance to stick your thumb in the eye of the NHL and NHL Associated Media. But instead of, you know, just having uh, such an expert defense tear apart, uh, you'll see a team that is just, like, outskilling everybody at every facet of the game. And that's, that's a pretty exciting, uh, you know, prospect to think about, you know, laying uh, some of the NHL favorites to rest that way. That, that would be very cool. Something um, new. Evie, a question for you. What would you consider a successful Devil season, we can kind of say that, um, like we said, unless it, the team just completely shits the bed, they're making the playoffs. So, what is successful playoff run for you? What do you, well, what would you be happy with? I mean, I just, I'd be happy to just watch them in the playoffs. <laughs> never done that before, so that'd be really fun. Definitely, you gotta appreciate the moment. But let's say they got swept four games in a row and out. Boy, are you going to feel like, well, at least they made the playoffs. Exactly. Is he going to be able to say that in all honesty? Or are you going to be like, what a huge letdown. In some <laughs> ways, this is worse than not making the playoffs. Which, in a lot of ways, it is worse than not making <laughs> yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. I think just from like the shock of them doing so well now and like the in, like like enjoyment that I'm getting out of it is like so crazy that I don't think I would. That's awesome. So, I hope yeah. I wouldn't care. That okay. Much. I don't know. I, I don't it's know. good to hear that, you know, that new fans who have deserved these wins so long are not going to automatically become jaded. Yeah. Uh, if they exactly. get anything less than the, than the Stanley Cup. But, yeah, it, it's, 
it's what's so cool is you just don't know where the ceiling is for this team. It's, it's super high. It's it's it, super high. It's it's it seems like to say, uh, you know, this is maybe a first, second round playoff team sounds stupid. Right it now. does. This it, looks like a deep playoff team. Yeah, and, and it, you know, I hate to just jump from last to first in, in in your assessment of the team because it sounds like you're losing your mind. But every night this team comes out and says, "No, that's we're for real." I I watch every game and every game when it's it's over and they have just smoked another opponent I think exactly the way you do like you know this is insane to think this team could win a Stanley Cup but I can't stop thinking that this team could win a Stanley Cup right you know it's maybe it's more insane to think they can't right (laughs) the way they're playing it really is amazing to watch I absolutely love it um, real quick, uh, we just, I just have to say, um, Uncle Puckers is brought to you by, uh, and one of our sponsors, uh, used to be Island Eatery at 287 Route 35 in Manilokan, New Jersey. Stop in, check them out. They have great food, great line of beers, wines, packaged goods. Um, it's Christmas time. You want to get somebody a nice gift? Gift card from used to be's. Order it online. You can pop in and get one. The people there are awesome. The food's awesome. Check them out. All the information's on usedtobe.com, um, 287, Route 35, Manilocan, New Jersey, usedtobe.com. Thank what, you. What are you going to recommend for somebody going there for the first time? Well, if I was going in for the first time, like let's say I was uh, a professional hockey player and okay. I wanted to go in and have something to eat, right. I would eat the sesame tuna. Okay. Yes. It's very good. Awesome. And uh, I hear that it is what professional hockey players like to eat. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> High in protein. That's and right. Also delicious. Did you, uh, on a, a shittier note, Chris Letang had a stroke. Did you see that? I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. He's out oh, indefinitely. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what his uh, prognosis is, but I just saw Jeez. it real quick. Yeah, he had a stroke. That's fucking terrible. Like, I mean, holy shit. You're used to hockey players having injuries and going out, but not from a stroke. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. It, it really is. And so I hope he gets better quick and gets back on the ice hopefully that's a possibility um but real quick it just says uh indefinitely after second stroke of career oh i did not realize i I didn't know this was chronic wow uh it says here from espn uh pittsburgh penguin defenseman chris letang will be out indefinitely after his second stroke in less than a decade um so let's see he had a headache hextall said letang knew that something wasn't right uh, test at the hospital confirmed he had a stroke, um, and he previously had one in 2014. He's 35 years old. He says, uh, "Wow, it's not career-threatening, so he's not concerned about that." I'm fortunate uh, to know my body well enough to recognize when something isn't right. Latang said, "While it is difficult to navigate this issue publicly, I am hopeful it can raise awareness. It is important for me that my teammates, family, and the fans know that I am okay." I am optimistic that I will be back on the ice soon. So, you yeah, know, wish you the best for him. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's not from our lighter side file, but um, yeah. Do you have anything from the lighter side file? Um, let me Is check. that file empty? I don't want to go to it right now. <laughs> you know, it's like when you watch the news and like 23 people died in a house fire. But look, there's a squirrel. Yeah, this water skiing. <laughs> and you know, that's just not the time. Hey, do you want to? Uh, yeah, I think it might be fun to do the uh, defenseman uh, from that pucks and pitchfork article. Okay. You know the the grades. Uh, yeah. So we started this last week, and they 
last week we talked about the forwards. He gave the top six and the bottom six grades for their performance so far this year. And largely, I think we kind of agreed with his assessments, right? Yeah. yeah a I couple mean, little pebbles here and there, but it was it's pretty dead on. Really? Who's this guy again? Uh, this is... I mentioned his name last time. Yes. Um, his name is David Holiday. Holiday. And he then gives a letter grade to each of the players so far this year. Writes a little blurb about him, and uh, you know, but we don't really read much of the blurb. So he has Dougie Hamilton on the first defenseman. Uh, you know, really, what the hell can you say about it's Dougie Hamilton? It's got to be an A plus. It has to be. Yeah, it is. It's been great. You know, but like, yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, you know, as advertised, right? Everything you could possibly have wanted from yes. Dougie Hamilton, you're getting it this year. Absolutely. You know, he, he's. You know this, and I, what he brings to this team, especially in the size factor. And I know he's not a big physical dude, but he's just so big, and his you know he can do so much. It's big presence. Yes, yeah. really does. Siegenthaler. Yeah, really. Um, he's exceeded my expectations. You know, in a way, maybe Hamilton had because I already had such a high hopes for him right. the day they got him. Siegenthaler was a little bit more of an unknown quantity to me, and I saw a big upside. But I, I, he didn't have that kind of consistency last year. He came on when they needed him, and he was like, oh, wow, what an upside this guy has. I, but then this year he's been, like, solid, solid, You find solid. it, you know, it's it's crazy to me how some guys just don't thrive in certain, uh, you know, situations on certain right. teams. with uh, certain pairings. Yeah, you know, but, like, Siegenthaler back in Washington, like, they we got him for nothing. Like, yeah. you know, they wanted nothing to do with him. Like, how did this dude get lost in the mix? He's so good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you... You know, it's always the the offensive defensemen that get all the glory, but it's the stay-at-home dudes that are smart and don't make mistakes in their own, in their own end that are the, the heart and soul of the team. And Siegenthaler is that. Yes, uh, he is really, really solid. Yeah, never out of position, and he's jumping in the offense. Man. Right, and he's he's not taking penalties that are hurting his team. That's huge. I don't know if there's anybody on this defense I would give less than, oh, maybe, maybe less than an A for one. We'll see what he gets when we get to him. Mm. Ryan Graves, I mean, again, uh, yeah. what the fuck can you say bad about Ryan Graves? I was excited when they picked him up, too, and uh, now, now he's really becoming what I was hoping he would be. Did we trade for him from Colorado, or was that a, 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 a cap issue Colorado had to get That's rid of him? That's a great question. I don't remember how we got him. because we gave anything. I don't think we had to trade, right? That was just an off-season picking up. It's, uh, Why would Colorado get rid of him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the I don't know. I don't know. We're going to look Somebody out there remembers, but we'll check it out. The next podcast, we're going to talk about yeah, that. We actually will discuss some of these right around the same time we got Hamilton signed. They kind of came they, they, Graves came the exact same time. Graves came, yeah, like a week earlier. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, we got Ryan Graves from Colorado. I'm like, that's not the dude that we really, like, we were hoping for a big name. And then, you know, we want Hamilton. And, yeah, we got him a week later. All right. And this guy, we completely, Pittsburgh's got to be kicking himself in the ass for getting rid of Marino for Ty Smith, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, as many great moves as Fitzgerald made in the offseason, I think this is my favorite. It's, I think it's his best. It, yeah, especially it, for, for what you get for what you got. What we, you know, what we gave, uh, we, we gave almost nothing for him. We gave Ty Smith. Yeah, and uh, who's playing for fucking the Hershey Bears? Like he's not even on problem. the fucking main roster. Yeah, that's what yeah. we, we got rid of a liability and um, picked up. I mean, this guy is amazing. He can do anything for you, and he's so consistent. Plays so hard. 
He's been fantastic. You, you know what I love about Tom Fitzgerald, and I don't think it gets spoken about enough, is he does not fall in love with draft picks. He does not fall in love with prospects. Mm-hmm. He has no problem you know, getting rid of you. If you are not helping this team, you are gone. I don't care where we drafted you. I don't care, you know, how great you're supposed to be. If at this moment you're not, he is not afraid to walk away from, you know, send anybody uh, packing, which I really love because sometimes you get married to a dude just because where you picked him in a draft or, you know, the hype that came around him and, you know, and, you know, some scout told you that this dude is going to be a superstar and you're just hanging on. No, if you're not showing it, you're gone. And you mentioned scouting. He's He must have a good scouting team that he actually listens to, which not all GMs do, because, you know, that's how they picked up people who were underutilized on other teams. Right. And they come in, and the other team must be just like, what the hell did I do? Exactly. When they see Siegenthal, when they see Marino playing like this, fitting in like this, they have to say, why, why couldn't we get this out of this guy? Now, the one trade, I have to say, I think has worked out really good for both teams, is the Hall of Zaka trade. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that is flourishing, you yeah, know, he's doing well. So, alright, we're, oh, okay, we are at uh, Damon Severson. I did not see his grade yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he, this guy, a gentleman, David Halliday, I believe was his name? Yeah, David Halliday. Holiday. I uh, didn't look at his grade, but let's talk about Damon Severson, and we can start with Evie. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Fuck. <laughs> now imagine if you were the teacher sitting in the grade and you write that in the comments to the parent. I hate the child. I hate, yeah, I mean. Your kid's an S. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can't like give him an F because he's not. No, you can't. I, like, I think an F, he'd have to. I don't know. Also, if we're gonna grade on the curve yeah. of last year's performance, he's playing yeah, a lot better. Yeah. I mean. He, yeah. If he got an F last year, he can't get an F this year. No. Yeah. He's got to go up. He's got like a better D partner too, so he like mm-hmm. got a lot more reliability yeah. um, in the other end. But um, I don't know. What would you give him as a grade? I guess like I'd give him like a B, I guess. Wow. B. Oh, okay. Know. And then B or C. B or C. A B minus yeah, or C B. plus. C plus. Okay. <laughs> I just feel, I don't want to see defensemen on the doubles. Like, every single doubles defenseman is, like, not terrible. I'm right, and they're on a winning team. They're doing well. And, you know, for the team that I hope we eventually trade him to, I, I would like to call him a B, but in truth, I'm going to give him a C, C minus. Yeah, I mean, he's a slightly above average forward, I mean, defenseman playing on a team of A plus defensemen. He, yeah. you know, his weaknesses are going to show, and they have been. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't see him ever pulling off a soccer where uh, he goes somewhere else and just flourishes. But you know, I'd like to see that be the case for him. I wish that for him. Yeah, I don't have to go to like, Arizona or something. Yeah, like, where they don't have anyone. Yeah, where they don't have anyone. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what he did when he came to the Devils, right? And he was yeah, a big man. Yeah, but there's no results. But I also wouldn't be shocked if yeah. he gets sent to Vancouver sometime this year. Hmm. I, I do think that. What do we get for Vancouver, Mister Quinn? Uh, yeah, that that would really be the move if you if you really want to make Jack Hughes as happy as possible and make him stay with you and be a lifetime devil because that's all that this team should really give a shit about other than signing Jesper Bratt is how are you keeping Jack Hughes forever and in after his contract is how up. do you know that's what Jack Hughes wants though. Yeah, you bring his brother. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe he, maybe he's like, no, fuck Quinn. He's a douchebag. It's bad enough you got my little <laughs> ship brother down in the fucking minors, and now I got to play with asshole. Right now he gets to be the star of this team, the only Hughes. Plus, think about this: he's a young guy. 
his parents are going to have even more reason to come and, and be up his ass. He probably wants to go out and do things. He doesn't need his parents around all the time. And or his, his brothers brother. are there, they're going to be there all the time. If all the brothers are there, the parents are going to move there. He's going to be up his ass. He might not actually want his brother to be on that team. You know what? You make a much better case of him not wanting his brother on his team. I don't. I in no way, shape, or form think Severson's going to Vancouver anymore because I'm convinced that he hates his brothers and he's fucking pissed <laughs> off that they're even fucking that his younger brother is on the team. I think he will want to play with his brothers, but maybe not right now. I think he's he such wants a to. Kid. I think he wants to win a cup first. Maybe. You know, yeah. Do you think Jack Hughes really thinks about like winning a cup, or do you think right I, now all he thinks about is you know? I can't. He's getting out. I just yeah. He's getting out. Fine. You know. I mean. I think he wants to win a cup. You do. Yeah. And I think when he gets a little older, he definitely will want to play with his brothers. We've seen this before, right? The Niedermeyer brothers. Yeah, sure. They had to play together. You know. So I think he he's going to maybe do a nice deep playoff run without his brothers, and and then you know then maybe. You know, I mean, or like you said, is he going to sow his oats and then be he, like, you know what, if Luke is coming anyway, so yeah, I was I just kind of joking. I think he would probably love to be on the team with both his brothers. No, I don't think so. He hates them. And I don't blame <laughs> him after the fucking bullshit that he went through with them. Uh, so this guy gave Severson a C. <gasps> really? Yeah, I'm going to have to read what he wrote about him. Just awesome. I don't think he's that far off. Damon Severson is on the third pairing for the first time in a very long time. After being on the first pairing such a short time ago, it could be a wake-up call for him on a, or a disappointment. He is better than some Devil fans think, and he was playing above where he should have been for a while. Right. But he is still an NHL defender and probably a middle-pairing guy on most teams. He does need to stop making those mistakes that lead to goals and that with the far easier matchups, he should be getting more points and not be a negative plus-minus player on a very good team. His future probably lies elsewhere with all the players the Devils have drafted high lately, but for now, he's a good bottom-end guy. Eh, I guess that's about right. Yeah, I wonder if his ego can take it. I did mention to you once before that interview where they they asked him, you know, how's it been with this team, you know, and the changes you've seen? And he was like, well, you know, we're doing great, but, you know, personally, I wish it was going better. And, you know, I kind of, maybe, maybe what he really meant to say was, I I just want to rise to the level. But I also felt like he was just bitching about the minutes, not being the top guy anymore. Which is kind of like, if that's the case, dude, then we really don't need this kind of personality on the team. Yeah, well, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be around Mm -hmm. uh, much longer. Whatever run, the playoff run the Devils have in this this year, Damon Severson will not be part of it unless he's on a team that we're playing against. I'm you know, gonna throw a party when he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> a, a Severson gone party. Yeah, I've been like waiting for this day for years. So it does if we trade him, whoever we trade him for, does that person automatically become your favorite devil? Like no matter who he is, you're just um, a dude. We got that fucking replaced Severson. You're my hero. Unless they bring <laughs> Sammy Vatnin back. Oh and God. Don't you Wait. dare! No, listen, this is a touchy subject. No, but you. This, is a, this is a devil's <laughs> podcast. You can okay. hear Sammy Vaughn and get outside. No, is, Sammy Vaughn is in Switzerland. So he has no effect on us because he, they traded him to the Dallas Stars and they just got rid of him. Why is he in Switzerland? Because they sent That's him where away. Where he can play? Because he can't play in the NHL because he's not good and enough. He's, oh, he's oh nice. because you like to look at him. He's just, he's, and he's such a, nice a happy soul, you know. He's just, he deserves the world. I thought he was a good guy. I love that you're bringing that to this podcast. I really do. But get on somebody that's with the Devils now. Not Vodden. I will tell you this. I think Vodden was your first defensive love. He, yeah. he, he was definitely not the defensive liability Sears was. You know, he just didn't bring a lot of, 
anything offense else. and like creativity. He's just a guy. That's all Sammy Botnin was, just a guy. And those double teams were so bad that that was our big splash move, you know, one year that Ray Shiro did. Uh, you know, and but he was just a guy. He was nothing special. I have no love for him. Wherever the fuck he's You're playing. not gonna go see him play in Switzerland. Brendan Smith <laughs> is the next one. Speaking of a guy. Brendan Smith, I, I, I He's done well. He's done well lately. He mm-hmm. started off a little slow, but I think yes. the last probably two weeks of games he's been really, really solid. And he's cut back a lot of penalties that he was taking earlier in the season. Yeah. That those were very iffy and it was like, dude. You know, you, you got to. You know, he, he has. He cut those back. You know, he's an ex Ranger. You know, he wanted to go and play a good game, and he did. He did, yeah. What do you? Any, anything for Brandon Smith? No, I like Brandon no, Smith. That's it, though. He doesn't have a he's wonderful not soul. Button. Okay. No. <laughs> C plus, our second lowest. Is that um, what he's, he gets? Right, he gets a C plus. Hey, yeah, I would even give him a B at this point. All right, here's a, so far B- my B- my my MVP of the Devils. My pick right now for MVP of this team: Vitek Vanacek. Um. Uh, how do you not give Vicek an A plus? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's giving you A plus goaltending, and um, he has not cost you a single game. Um, Won you a couple? Oh, he's yeah, he has. He's stolen a couple, and he's uh, been very solid and, and given them a chance to go ahead and win to not fall behind, behind too far time and time again. David Holiday agrees. Yeah. A plus. A plus, a plus all around from Vanacek. If we have the applause button, I'd press it right now and we do a little applause. You can press thing. it, it's just not hooked up. Um, there you go. Yay! Yay! Mackenzie um, Blackwood! Okay. He's on there. He's on there. He gets an incomplete. I forgot about him. He gets an incomplete. He doesn't get a fucking incomplete. He gets an incomplete. Look, he had an F last year. He has an F this year. And maybe even to be fair, a D minus last year. Borderline F. This year, I mean, he got. He got off to his shaky start and then turned around, started getting solid. Very short stint of that before he goes out with injury. He could come back at some point. I doubt it. Uh, he's not going to be right. taking Akira Schmidt's spot, in my opinion. So it might have been the last. So, you know, here's the thing. Remember back in school, you have an incomplete. What happens if you don't get all your work in? It turns to an F. This so, is true. It, you know, yeah, he's headed but, that direction. You know, yeah, he is just unreliable, and yes. there is zero reason to bring him back. I don't. I, I'm not talking his salary against the cap. I don't know any of that statistics. I haven't looked at it. If you're only keeping this guy because you owe him a lot of money, well, whatever the case is, he needs to go. He does not deserve to be on this team. He has not played well enough to be a goalie on this team, especially now. And he most definitely has not shown you that he can stay healthy for any kind of stretch. Yep. So he gets an F. Yeah, I imagine like him at home watching Schmid play like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be watching he's his probably calling his, Hey, that's Uncle it. Ronnie, you still hiring at the grocery store? Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know where he goes from the Devils. I don't know who's going to be. He can be a starting goalie on a couple of teams, I think. I mean, the hey man, Scott Wedgwood is lighting it up in Dallas. Then Mackenzie Blackwood can get a, a starting job. Is Maybe he, not starting, but he can be a he can be he can be a backup somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Wedgwood has had uh, Danico Dawes. I don't forget how many games comments. he's played. He hasn't played the majority of them, but he's yeah, played like four or five. He's done well. Okay. Yeah, he's in whatever. he's in good form. He's got Wedgwood. Yeah. yeah, he's playing. Yeah, good. he's playing well. Um, but but no, I don't. I just think the Devils and their fans need to get over 
that Mackenzie Blackwood is not our goalie. Um, it is uh, Sammy. I mean, oh, Sammy I think Bonnet. the fans. You almost have me fucking say Sammy Bonnet. Sammy Bonnet? Vitek Banachek is our goalie. <laughs> Akira Smith is our backup, and Akira Smith will be the goalie of the Devils in the future. And if we need and another backup, then we got Bernier. That's right. I mean, I really, everyone that's what I'm forgets saying. that like, we have Bernier. Yeah, because, you know, and when Blackwood was out and, and you know, you, just, you were under it, oh, okay, is this Bernier's chance to, you know, get in here? No, sorry, dude. You missed it. I oh, feel yeah, bad for him. Just yeah, I do feel bad for it's him. Like musical chairs with those. So and, and he missed out. This guy writes. Uh, I will read Blackwoods because it's short, as because it should be. The former number one and former goalie of the future won some games this year, but Mackenzie Blackwood is sitting on a very subpar 880 save percentage. He has made some more big saves than in previous years, like two. But he will need to improve massively if he wants to be at this team's backup moving forward. I'm glad that somebody is actually acknowledging that if this guy even came back, it would be a backup. And he's fighting for that. Yes. And And, and he is... um, Akira Shmita showed no reason that you should not trust him between the pipes. Because every game he has started, he has played fantastic. Our goaltending 1-2 right now is awesome. And it is so much fun to watch. And to finally have goalies that can stop pucks instead of Mackenzie Blackwood letting every fucking thing. I think a beach ball scored on him last year. It was not even allowed to play with a beach ball. That was unfair. It was thrown in and then someone hit it with a stick and it went in the net. I mean, it's the last thing you expect if you're the goaltender. uh, (laughs) All right. So uh, any ideas, guys? Um, uh, Thoughts, rather, about uh, tomorrow night against the Predators and Saturday against the Flyers? Well, I think we talked about these three games as a whole and, you know, where they might fall apart. And, uh, you know, I was looking at the Rangers as a real test. I wanted to see that. Um, And I think you had mentioned that if you're going to drop one of these three it would be easy to drop and not be prepared for the Predators because, you know, it's easy to get up for the Rangers. It's easy to get up for the Flyers, especially when you lost a game to them and you don't want to lose two in a row. Um, what makes the Devils get up and play well against uh, the Predators? You know, that's a good question. Because it's at home. That might be the only thing. Yeah, hopefully being at home and hopefully just, you know, saying, hey, if we're going to be a real world-beaten team. We have to be ready for every team, even the teams that don't look like they're so great on paper, which they don't, they don't look horrible, horrible. But it's not a conference game, you know. It's right. like, you know, you can easily look past where they are. and uh, Yeah, they're, you know, they're sitting but, but in the I, middle of, of the central division. Right. Uh, you but know, again, outside looking in playoff team if they were going to be in the playoffs today. Uh, in like the you other said, conference, if so. you're an elite team, you want to be an elite team. You beat the teams you're supposed to beat. This is a team on right now. The Devils are supposed to beat, so go out there on Wednesday and beat them. You same thing goes on Saturday against the Flyers. Is it another team the Devils should beat? And like you mentioned, this is a divisional game. It's basically worth four points. Mm-hmm. They beat you once, first game of the year. They embarrassed you. Right. Now you have to go into their building and embarrass them. Yep, that's absolutely. All. I feel like that's a game where you want to, you know, you want to. Uh, Definitely get your revenge. Evie, thoughts? Any last comments? Any last gushing about Sammy Bottenin before we go? Um, well, I was. <laughs> I just saw before on the Twitter or whatever that John Moreno was out at practice today oh, no. with an upper body injury, but <laughs> ball is in. For, at least the practice. He might be... Oh, I'd like to have Marino out. It's, it's that's, a huge problem. Yeah. That's the last thing that you want to hear because, especially in hockey, it's 
today it's an upper body injury. Tomorrow it's Marino's getting surgery and he'll be out, you know, six to eight weeks. Yeah. So let's hope um, that that's Do you guys really remember anything. him taking an injury last game? And what was the circumstance? I don't. I don't think he I did. This is the same, but it happened at practice, you said. Well, no. no. He was just, oh, out just out not, not there. Oh, I thought it happened. I was wondering practice. when oh. it happened. I don't know. Well, hopefully he'll be okay and, you know. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. But Kevin Ball is serviceable. He's not going to... I've been excited about seeing him get yeah. another chance, so there's that. Comes, and, you, you know, know we didn't even forward. discuss the uh, um, Alex Holtz thing. So mm-hmm. uh, the next podcast is actually going to probably be after the next two games. We'll jump back on. We'll talk about how the Devils fared with those. And we'll talk to Alex Holtz and how his presence in this lineup has been, whether a good thing or a bad thing. As far as the Rangers, he played well. Yes. So, you know, we'll see how he does these next couple of games or however long Bastion is going to be out. Do we know yeah, how long Bastion is going to be out? Yeah, no word on that. No word yet. Day to day, yeah. That's I don't it. Know. All right, hopefully it's, it's not that long. All right. Okay, then, until then, until uh, next time. we'll see you next time. Puckers out. It's over, Johnny. It's over!